Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. I'm giggling because my old buddy DJ Carrot Sticks is making me laugh, giving me the old, uh, ooh, explosion fingers, his jazz hands, like he used to. I see you over there, Cameron. My old friend's leaving tonight. Hey, but uh, the the uh, the new AK crew is uh, joining you guys tonight here. We have braved the high winds and the storm we got going on in San Diego County. I could barely get in the station. I'm telling y'all, the wind was so powerful. And I just caught a glimpse of myself on uh, Facebook Live because we're streaming uh, live on TheAnswerSanDiego.com. And yeah, memo to me, brush your hair next time you go through a windstorm <laughs> before you come into the station. Hey, y'all do stay safe out there tonight because the winds are crazy. It's snowing up in the Laguna area in the mountains. So y'all all stay uh, safe out there tonight. Glad to have you with me, however you are listening to me tonight. We've got lots to get through tonight. Uh, no guests tonight, just me and my buddy here, my partner. We're going to be chatting about all the hot topics of the day, but we want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Give us a call. Uh, much to talk about everything from the impeachment that's happening to all the new craziness that nobody from the Republican Party seems to be standing up against is coming out of the Biden administration. That pen is flickering faster than Joe Biden has any idea of what's happening. So we've got much to talk about tonight, including a little bill called For the People Act of 2021 that we've got to talk about. So glad to have you guys here with me. Again, the number is 888-344-1170. Um, if you call in, um, we're hoping you're going to call in to talk on the show. If you just want to share some idea with me, feel free to email me at com. That being said, now i got to bring in my man. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman is a man of great character and intellect. DJ DJ Potato Skins. Right back at you, Mr. President. You are an excellent judge of character. Yeah, he is. And I'm going to read a little bit later on the show um, some something that really moved me about President Trump that was written by my broadcast hero of which is many anybody who's in the industry if you're a conservative or even usually if you're have not, a couple yeah but it, you know I, I think that we have to we have to recognize true genius um, when we see it whether we're a Republican or a Democrat and that is Rush Limbaugh what he penned for President Trump is, is something that I thought was beautiful heartfelt and we're going to read is that. something new that he wrote yeah it, it's it's new and it just really touched my heart 
and and I want to read it a little bit later in the show. It's not long. It was just like a Facebook passage, but we're going to get to that. We got to open. I wasn't sure if I should open with the impeachment tonight or with the breaking news out of California today involving Gavin Newsom, but I'm going to start with impeachment um, because it's absolutely extraordinary. You know, this is why the Democrats are kicking our butts and transforming America even though we had a Republican president for four years, for the first two years of his administration, we had both houses of Congress, and yet the Democrats have managed to get much of what they wanted forced over on us. They, in terms of, um, you know, a lot of people think that a win politically is involves a bill that gets passed through Congress and signed into law by the president. But no. The real win comes from the machinations of the the minds that is it goes on every day in our culture. The culture war is far more significant in terms of its ability to impact and actually change America far more than any bill that gets signed into law could ever do. And you see the effect of that today, how the left took over. I, I, I actually gave up my corporate America Career because I read Mark Levin's book, Liberty and Tyranny. And at the end of the book, he said that, and, th- and I read this book years ago. This was like 2005, maybe, when I read this book. 2000, and I don't remember when, when I read it. And he said that the real battle that was going on was in other, outside of D.C. and how the left had taken over our school systems, had taken over our entertainment industry, had taken over every aspect of our culture. And it's been a slow boil. And it's been a slow boil. And so he, he called upon average Americans to get involved, to um, get into media, become a blogger, Write articles, use your mouth in social media, everything that we've been talking about from activism. And so when you see and the Republican Party has refused to engage in it, they don't even bother. They're not they're not they're not only not winning any of the battles, they don't even bother to engage half the time. There's a reason why the Democrats right now turned over articles of impeachment against a president of the United States who's no longer even in office. There is in no rational part of our society, our country, the fundamentals of civics in this country, our constitution that allows in any way for a non-president of the United States to be impeached as though he's president. The fact that it's unconstitutional should be the bottom line, but they don't care about it. They don't care. I said recently that if there is anybody... The Republicans, the way they respond is if there's a question whether or not something's constitutional, if you put 100 people in the room and 99 say it's constitutional, they're going to try to find one person who say it's not. So they've got an excuse to not do something. The Democrats, if they put 100 people in a room, they're going to find the one person out of of 100 who says you can and they're going to ignore the 99. In other words, you can always find somebody who's going to tell you that you're that you you're entitled to do what you want to do. There's nothing. Here's how you know that this is completely unconstitutional and that our constitution is this is a a constitutional crisis of epic proportions. The constitutional crisis was not somebody breaking glass window and putting their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. That was not the constitutional crisis. But the Republicans and the ones that I battled on Twitter who got hysterical over that fed what is happening now, a complete destruction of our Constitution. Here's how bad it is what they're doing with this impeachment. It's so unconstitutional that John Roberts is refusing to even preside over it, which is his job as chief chief justice. 
That was the first thought that went through my mind. Okay, what would be the main reason why he would turn it down? Because he knows he's going to smear his name through the mud if he does the wrong thing and he's a part of it. That's right. Now, John Roberts, who shredded the Constitution with his games over Obamacare, won't even touch this one. That's how much this stinks. That's how much of a clump of cat litter it is that not even John Roberts would get involved in it. So who's going to be presiding over it? Patrick Leahy? I don't even know if Trump should even... I'm torn as to whether or not Trump and a legal team should even respond. Why would you dignify an unconstitutional attack on you? Why would you even dignify it? Part of the problem in terms of playing the game and fighting back against the game of the cultural Marxist movement, which is about destroying the fabric of our nation and all of its underpinnings so that they can remake it into their their communist, let's just use the C word, their communist plan, um, you, you know, is you've got you've got to decide whether or not sometimes reacting feeds the false narrative like the republicans who who got sucked in and got hysterical over a few people with their feet up you know roaming around and one putting your feet up on his desk i mean the only violence that actually occurred trespassing is not a violent act if you are trespassing or even if you you know let yourself into somebody's home with a door unlocked that's not considered a violent crime, okay? So the Republicans who fed into that notion actually put themselves in danger. So you have to be careful how you react because sometimes you need to just ignore it. You need to suck the light. You need to suck the oxygen out of it and not even validate it. Sometimes you've got to come in with guns blazing and you've got to be prepared to fight. I think that uh, I think it's an opportunity as we share with you. Later on the show, the For the People Act of 2021, I think it's an opportunity uh, for Trump's team to come in if they seize the opportunity to come in and go balls to the walls against every one of the Democrats and their uh, their encouragement and enabling of the violence of Black Lives Matter in Antifa, as well as if they go balls to the walls on the election fraud. And we're going to talk about Rand Paul and his little interview with Stephanopoulos. Uh, is your should they and what you want to see the same or do you have a difference there? Well, I mean, I think that um, I think that what we're going to see is we're going to see the Dershowitzes of the world. There's some new legal dude who's being brought in. I think they're going to come in and they're going to make the constitutional argument. And I predict it's going to be a snooze and it's not going to sway any of the Democrats. When you are facing this kind of bully, you either they have their mind made up. They, yeah. So what you do, you know, going in and it is kind of like the response that happened with the impeachment over. Over Eric Chimarella and the and uh, Colonel Chalfief and that whole thing that went down that, that impeachment thing, um, the the there was some good moments, but it really got into the weeds legally and it really didn't address. It was surface level stuff. It was addressing the symptom of the disease, not the real disease, which was every time any Republican came to the microphone or asked a question or said anything and or any of Trump's legal team, it should have started with uh, Joe Biden is a crook who used his office uh, to line the pockets of his crackhead son what 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 time what time of day is it uh joe biden used the office of the vice presidency and and his son and to line the pockets of his crackhead son over and over and over and over and again the democrats do it that, religiously and the republicans right. don't get it that's they what don't they have to do they don't and so either you're going to completely ignore this and just refuse to show up and say that it's a kangaroo kangaroo court and we're not even going to legitimize this with our presence 
Or you go in with guns blazing. And I'm concerned that we we're going to see more of what we saw from President Trump over four years, which is him fighting, but with his hand tied behind his back because he is continues to be surrounded by those that aren't willing to fight that, that don't have that the Javankas. He, you know, he needs to stop listening to his son-in-law and his daughter. And I'm concerned that he's getting some bad scoop. Um, Rudy Giuliani has been slapped with a lawsuit by Dominion. And I hope that he has the same mindset as Mike Lindell, which is bring it on. Because they've done the, nothing wrong. Not only that, but through discovery in which um, he, the, through both sides having to fully discover Rudy Giuliani, who did more to put bad guys and, and white collar criminals behind bars than anybody, knows how to play the game of discovery. He knows how to fight back and force them to go open kimono where we will through the course of them being dumb enough to file that lawsuit. We will find the real deal out of what happened. He's a smart with guy. Yeah, I don't know that he's as sharp as he was before, because who is at his age? You're not going to be as sharp as you were when you're 34, when you're in your 70s. Um, but he's still sharp as a tack. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears and talk about what happened with Mussolini uh, here um, and more. So don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Uh, President Trump there has made an announcement. He has started something or opened up something called the office of the former president. I love it because That's great. Yeah, because Joe Biden, uh, uh, when he, you know, the uh, occupant of the White House, I would not call him the P word, um, you know, after after he declared was declared uh, the winner. Uh, he did some office of the president elect and there's no such thing. So this is totally mocking Joe Biden here, by 100%, the way, total mock, it. total mock. You know, I love a good mock. He says here, um, the office will be, <sighs> I'm going to need reading glasses soon. But that's because I had LASIK done on my eyeballs, by the way. It says the office will be responsible. Oh, today, Palm Beach from Palm Beach. Today, the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, formally opened the office of the former president. The office will be responsible for, I'm still giggling over that, will be responsible for managing President Trump's correspondence, his public statements, appearances, and official activities to advance the interest of the United States and to carry on the agenda of the Trump administration through advocacy, organizing, and public activism. President Trump will Will always and forever be a champion for the American people. Love it. Okay. Um, getting back to impeachment real quick before I move on. So far, um, there's uh, 29 Republicans said that they will vote no. Shouldn't it be all of y'all at this point? 100%. Not only is this unconstitutional, but he didn't do anything. Even if he was still president, he didn't do anything wrong. He did absolutely nothing wrong. He didn't do He didn't uh, incite any insurrection. The fact that the Republican Party would in any way be enabling the shredding of our Constitution at this point with these false allegations. Here we are. We're past a four year presidency. And it is I, I said recently that President Trump went out on the same way he came in with a coup attempt based upon false a- allegations. That is he's now got a coup attempt against him when he's no longer even in office. And it's been enabled by the Republican Party every step of the way. And 
there are reports today. Maggie Haberman um, from The New York Times is, is tweeting out today that she's heard from sources that President Trump has been convinced by people to not start a third party. That to use his resources and his uh, influence to change the Republican Party from within. Um, I believe that. Um, I believe that the conventional wisdom of which Trump continues to be surrounded by establishment types and liberals and rhinos, including his his children, uh, Javanka. But Andrea, let's not get yeah. discouraged because also, as you and I have been very critical of the Republican Party, saying it's pretty much dead. If there's anybody, if there's one person that can revitalize it and move it into a new era, it's Trump. Yeah, you know, Trump's a builder. So maybe Trump is looking at it and going, you know what? When I built that golf course in Orange County, or if I'm an, if Trump were to buy a home here along the coast and he would uh, buy a piece of property here along the coast there's very few um, oceanfront property that doesn't have a building on it right the easiest thing for trump to get a house built along the coast here in san diego and dealing with the coastal commission is not completely tear it down it's to leave a wall or two up and that's the quickest way for somebody and i know this because i got builders in my family that's the quickest way to get through the coastal commission because they're a bunch of crap weasels and if you want to get something built that's the best way to go about it instead of starting all over from scratch. So listen, at this point, we only have one party, as evidenced by the fact that the, if we had a true Republican Party, none of the what's gone down in the last four years wouldn't be happening. I, not even I, close. Not even close. Um, if the only way we so we if, if so if we can't do a third party, then I'm all for just having a second party because right now we don't even have that. We don't even have that. Um, so, you know, uh, Ron Portman out of Ohio has said that he's not running for reelection because it's just become too much gridlock. You know, he's, you know, he, he's and good. Don't let the door hit you because you're the guy that coached McCain in 2008 in the debates and coached Romney in 2012 in the debates. And it was an absolute disaster, an absolute disaster. Go. So you know what, if you are, as a Republican, think they're reaching across the aisle and and trying to work in a bipartisan fashion with communists that are literally, you look at what Joe Biden has done and his first day in office was to kill the livelihoods of thousands of hard hats. Up to 100,000 jobs. Up to 100,000 jobs of hard hats. These are people who have children. This is, these are supposed to be your constituents. And if that's who the Republican Party and anybody in it thinks that they're supposed to be working with, anybody that would do that, any Republican, if that's who you think you should work with, you need to be gone. So if the only way that we can fix this country, and it may be too late, because when I get into some of the details of the For the People Act of 2021, if any of that gets into law, then it's, then it's all a moot point. Then we're toast. Then we're Venezuela. Then we've got then then we're going to the ballot box and voting as, as you know a piece of theatrics, and it's not going to matter. Um, getting into Mussolini, um, you know, there's been a lot of immediately upon Joe Biden um, being installed into office, many people decided around the country from Gretchen Whitmer and others, Democrats decided suddenly uh, coronavirus magically went away, just like the flu season did, and they opened up for indoor dining. So Mussolini facing right now, there's one point, almost 1.3 signatures on a recall movement against him. Um, Suddenly, the breaking news today was that Newsom had lifted uh, the, you know, the shutdowns and everybody was heralding and everybody was all excited. And so I got to looking into the details of it. 
And what he lifted was he took us back into the purple tier. So the stay-at-home order was lifted and just the same old system right back into effect. Well, the thing is, is what did he, what did he remove? The curfew? He's allowed for outdoor dining? We got, we got snow happening in Julian right now. We got, we, there's, we're got 40 mile an hour winds or whatever outside and it's 40 degrees. There's no restaurant. That, that, that's, we are at a point in this country where even Republican voters are already so conditioned to be oppressed that to have just the slightest bit of release of the jackboot being just slightly taken off the neck, they see as victory. I wanted to read to you something that a friend of mine posted on Facebook, Doc Porbin. He said, people don't realize how much freedom they don't have. Uh, people who don't realize how much freedom they don't have will never realize they don't have it. If that light bulb hasn't gone on by now, it isn't. They will continue to subjugate themselves in the name of safety and demonize others for not being sufficiently subjugated. They will be grateful to live by permission only. As soon as any light bulb starts to come on, the oligarchs will hit us with a different boogeyman. From global warming to gun violence to terrorism to gender inequalities to racism to the pandemic, fear, uncertainty, and perpetual victimhood are piped into our living rooms. Like an Alfred Hitchcock movie, we become terrorized by the banal and inanimate, even each other, and ultimately ourselves. This is the boogeyman apocalypse. Perfectly written. I love that. And he, he's a doctor. And, and part of what... And, and this is uh, my friend who's a doctor who... Um, is a doctor of uh, runs he's a geriatric doctor in a rural area in Pennsylvania who ran at one point I'm not sure if he still does a nursing home facility and he knows and has been talking firsthand this he's one of the reasons why I knew from the jump that all of this was a bunch of crap all these lockdowns, these shutdowns, these mask mandates. First of all, I knew it because I've been studying political philosophy. Skins and I were talking about that beforehand. So I, I you know, um, you know, I knew that all of this, my study of history and the political philosophy, that this was this was a, this was a psychological operations on the minds of the American people, and even conservatives fell for it. So now we got Mussolini. I'm reading the headlines and I'm thinking he's fully opened everything. I'm no, he hadn't. We're not even back. We're not even back to indoor. Dining at 20 percent. Yeah, the, you 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 hear the initial reports, and that is ex- exactly what went through my mind. Even though I knew I knew it wasn't true, it's like okay, states open, right? And that's not the truth. We still don't have in California with forty million people. We have three and a half million uh, residents in San Diego County, and in a year we've lost two thousand to coronavirus, and that's if you believe those numbers. When you know that they've got accident numbers in those, you know that they've got people that never got tested for COVID. You know that those are gunshot victims who happen to magically test for uh, uh, in addition to another manner of death. Or people dying of comorbidities that happen to have COVID. Right. 2,000. We lose how many in in the state of California? We lose approximately, what, 2,000 people a day? It's not even the leading cause of death in San Diego County. And yet we have destroyed this government has just literally murdered Americans under the, co- uh, under the guise of public safety. And yet we have Americans that have now been so conditioned in our minds. 
It reminds me, I might have told this story before. It reminds me of this TV show. We've, we've gone so far back also in our culture in terms of race relations. There was a show that I watched in the 90s I used to love. Um, it was a spinoff of The Cosby Show. Um, it was a different world. And it starred Lisa Bonet initially. Remember that show? Yeah. And uh, one of the later seasons was an episode where these kids from the from Hillman, the fictional Hillman, was supposed to be historical black college, um, was going to mentor these gang kids. And Dwayne Wayne has these two little gang bangers played by Criss Cross, um, which had a great song, a rap song I loved in the 90s. Um, Jump, jump is, I think, what the song was. And they wore their pants backwards. And he's telling the story about these two fleas that were in this jar and about how uh, they would jump up to try to get out and hit their heads on the lid and then they would jump back down and then they would jump up and hit their heads on the lid. And eventually somebody took the lid off and they would jump up and they would still jump up, but they would only jump up so far because they were so used to hitting their heads on the lid that they wouldn't even, you know, jump up enough to even reach the part of the lid and he's telling these little gangbanger kids this, you know, because he's asked him, what do you want to do, you know, in your life or whatever? And he's like, he's, he's using the story and he's like, there's no lid on, over you. And I got to thinking about how we're, we're those fleas, right? Gavin Newsom, all these Democrat governors put these lids over us. And now, you know, we, I'm not sure if that's a good effective analogy. Oh, I think it's very crystal clear. We got a lid over us now. We're not even bothering to jump up anymore. We're, ex- we're excited that our curfew has been removed. That's not freedom. We don't have freedom. There is nothing constitutional that gives anybody the right to tell you at this point that there's a reason why they're not even giving you the ICU capacity anymore. Doesn't add up. No, there's no science to back this. Every bit of this, 100% of this is about control. He made it very clear from the early stages that this gave him an opportunity, this coronavirus, to enact policies and plans and agendas that he couldn't have gotten by on the American people before. And yet we're grateful today that we don't have to stay home on a curfew. Millions of lives have been destroyed. People have killed themselves. Drug addiction through the roof. Kids have lost an entire year of their education. And at this point, I'm seeing all these lawsuits. I, I brought Mark Moisier on the show, who's filed a lot of lawsuits against it. Where, and I said, where's the, where's the lawsuit against these restrictions? I don't want to hear any more lawsuits about how churches aren't, you know, the, so far all we've had is people pushing back against the discriminatory manner, the unequal manner in which these regulations have been imposed upon businesses. Where is anybody going and saying, you know what, none of this is constitutional. I will fill my restaurant to 100 percent capacity. Nobody has to wear a mask. Nobody has to stay six feet away from each other. There is not any of this that makes sense from a science standpoint, and every bit of it is about power and control, and we're just not even jumping up anymore. We gotta, we've got to take our nation back from this crap. Don't act like you're free today. Don't act like this was good news from Gavin Newsom, because it's not. And who was behind all this? If I had one criticism, it was Trump. It was he should have never. He was so beat down after years of being under the weight of targeted from the government and being vilified 24 hours a day under the lies that he was racist, homophobic, this and this and this, that he was, and he's such a doer, he's such a problem solver, that he actually thought that if he, if he listened to Fauci and Burks, 
gave them the credibility that they didn't deserve, brought them to the microphones, used his ability to bring people together and did Operation Warp Speed and actually that, that, that people would actually appreciate it. Then he realizes in that Fauci and Burks, when they came to him and said 14 days to flatten the curve and brought to him data and numbers, that it was all lies. And then he sucked in. What does he do then? Because he's put them up there as though their word means something. He now he's attached himself to their crap. So so Fraulein Burks is in interviews this weekend. Acting as though, you know, um, her, you know, suddenly, I mean, she does, you know, the, the ink's not even dry on, you know, the Oval Office and the Chavez bust that's behind, you know, Biden's desk now. I know I'm past the point of a break. I'll get to in a second. She's she's already being interviewed and she's sitting there talking about it. Yeah, it got to the point to where Trump's coming out with charts and graphs that are different from what she's presented. Well, of course he did, because you and Fauci lied. You lied. The data that was used, and I said it on the show, those numbers, those models that were used that came out of Italy that were used to, to, to push these lockdowns were phony and they were fraudulent. Fauci even said he was guessing. He said he was guessing. Guessing? We're talking about people's lives here. He was telling people back in January to go, go take a cruise. What the, the, there, he's, He supposedly looked at this Wuhan virus. There was nothing for Americans. And I'm quoting here. Nothing for Americans to worry about. Then he told everybody you didn't need to wear a mask. And oh, by the way, did you guys realize that he is the highest paid employee of the federal government, makes more than the president? You told me that, and I, my mouth just about hung open. I couldn't believe it. In 2019, he made 400, let me see here. $417,600 a year and didn't give up a dime of it after he ruined the lives of millions of Americans, destroyed thousands, millions of businesses in this country. Yeah, it's all funny. He's sitting in a baseball stadium without a mask, getting to throw out a pitch, getting to be on the front of InStyle magazine. If there's anybody that should be brought up for crimes committed in office, it should be that man. What he has done to the United States of America is flat out criminal. I'm going to take a break and calm down. When I come back, we're going to shift gears. Maybe we'll talk about. Maybe we'll talk about your story. Oh, and I had a friend text me that there uh, people don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but there's even more than what you sent me. <gasps> oh, and it's really? going to get insane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Y'all stay tuned. We got more to talk about and 888-344-1170 if you want to call in. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, y'all know I'm not a fan of Fox News. I haven't watched it since the debate. Um, but uh, the National um, Pulse, I believe, um, actually, I think Bob Walters actually forwarded this to me, an article from the National Pulse, um, which is Raheem Kassam's group. Anyway, um, this article is from them uh, that Fauci funded the now deleted Wuhan study, engineering the same transmission pathway 
as COVID. And this and um, this actually comes originated from a report from Fox's The Next Revolution with Steve Hilton. And it says that Dr. Anthony Fauci continued gain of function research following an Obama administration ban. He continued continued this, ultimately funding a China based study that unlocked a highly specific doorway into the human body, the same pathway as COVID-19. This is a January 24th report uh, that describes how in 2011, Fauci argued that, quote, important information and insight can come from generating a potentially dangerous virus in the laboratory. That's from Washington Post. His institute funded the first ferret study. At the time, he co-wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post describing the research as a risk worth taking. Quote, important information and insight. I just read that from generating a potentially dangerous virus in the lab. And shortly before the Obama administration's ban on the gain of function research, he 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 commissioned uh, this project to assess the risk of new coronaviruses emerging from wild animals like bats. One of its stated aims was to see what viruses can can infect what viruses can infect animals and humans. What's more, according to the article, Dr. Fauci doled out millions of dollars worth of National Institutes of Health grants to the dangerous type of research that uh, this doctor who was behind it, Peter Daszak of uh, the Health Alliance, who conducted the studies in tandem with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So when Steve Hilton's team reached out for comment, they took the paper offline. And he says, uh, we can see the specific activity that Dr. Fauci funded, and it is terrifying. So terrifying that after we reached out to NIH and Peter Daszak's group for comment, the paper was taken offline, but we downloaded it weeks ago. Then they built various chimeras, genetically engineered new viruses, man-made in the lab. They infected human cells with them in the lab, and then they showed that this man-made viruses could replicate as a functional virus. And he says, here is the most important part, the genetic changes they made in the lab unlocked a highly specific doorway into the human body. The virus that causes COVID-19 uses the same exact doorway. So, you know, take that for what you will, but it sure sounds like Fauci um, might, it might explain why in January he was downplaying it. Might explain why he was like, oh, that's over there. They ain't going to affect America. Y'all got nothing to worry about. And then it was, oh, you know what? That's not going to be contagious. So no need to worry about masks. It might be why he was downplaying it. Because he knew his hands were dirty with the creation of it. Seems like there's too much there there, Andrea. Absolutely. Um, so what? you got a story. Yeah, I wish I could say I was going to Disneyland. But uh, with, with this crazy news about Disney, it just makes me a little sick. Yeah, so this is our this is our uh, pop sick culture segment. It is uh, a lot of you doing extra streaming, which I am as well. With uh, you know things not being quite as we would like, uh, Disney Plus, one of my go tos. You got Marvel on there. I love Marvel and Star Wars. Well, if you're watching any of the classics and you're showing the classics to your kids, get ready. If they, especially if they have a kids account, Andrea, because starting I believe Sunday. Disney Plus is going to block kids from under seven years old on those children's accounts from watching classics like Peter Pan and Dumbo because they let me get to the point of the article here uh, now in current society are described as negative and they have depictions or mistreatment of people or other cultures. So if you go to Dumbo, for instance, uh, the 1941 classic, uh, really sweet movie, The Crows in Dumbo 
And the musical number pay homage to racist minstrel shows, (laughs) which obviously kids under seven should not be looking at. What's wrong with aristocrats? Aristocats. That oh, was one okay. of my favorites. Don't read because you're going to love this one. Let okay. me skip down here. Okay. So in Aristocats, which is another good one and from 1970, the cat is depicted as a racist caricature of East Asian peoples with exaggerated stereotype traits such as slanted eyes and buck teeth, singing in a very poor English accent. I don't remember that character. It's been I've been it's been a while since I was a kid and I watched that. Were they going to get rid of Breakfast at Tiffany's where um, I can't remember the name of that actor, you know, played a Chinese man and, and he, you know, did the squinty eyed thing. I mean, you know, it, uh, and it, it, it doesn't stop there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my all time favorites is Peter Pan and the film portrays Native American in a, a Native American people, excuse me, in a stereotypical manner that reflects neither the diversity of Native Americans or their authentic cultural traditions. Wow. I mean, this the scrubbing of the. This is the same as like book bands and burning oh, books. This is this is burning books. You know, I watched that did Aristocats below seven. I probably haven't seen it since. I've watched I don't remember all of the Disney classics. Yeah, under seven. yeah. In reading this here, they say um, it also. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> features, I know. Features lyrics that mock the Chinese language and culture, such as Shanghai, Hong Kong, Egg Fu Young, Fortune Cookie, are always wrong. Um, you know. The word Shanghai is just in the in the language. How, the is language. That, how is that mocking them? Hong Kong is an actual place. How is that mocking them? Egg Fu Young is an actual dish. And it's good. And it's, yeah, it's yummy. Um, this is just. If that wasn't enough. So while we're getting ready for this segment, and I was already just, you know, a little steaming over this because I love all those movies. Um, got an article from my friend. Just text me about how Disneyland is now going to, apparently when they reopen, and they're probably doing it now, going to make the Jungle Cruise ride, another one of my interactive favorites, more inclusive, (gasps) following years long of complaints because the ride, Andrea, get ready, you guessed it, is racist. How? I, I can practically quote every dopey joke that I ever hear on that ride. That's how many times I've ridden the, the Jungle Cruise. What is racist about it? Well, it's just basically saying that there's been numerous changes that are going to make the attraction feel more inclusive. Right. And less racially insensitive to its depiction of other cultures. So I, I, um, I'm trying to imagine. I'm trying to think back. What could be interpreted? Was it the, the scalp? The only thing I can think of. So you have the, the expedition party where they're climbing up the totem pole. Yeah. And then you well, that's a rhino trying the, to get them in the hiney. The, the tribesmen and they're throwing the spears at the boat. Yeah, but that's it. Other than that, they're just animals. I mean, there's well, there's, I mean, there's, there's gorillas well, there's, overturning a jeep. And, towards the end, the guy holds up the scalps. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, that happened. People were scalped. What you know? So this is just you know. This is this is why the Democrats are winning. This is what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. They spend all day, every day, every day, looking into every aspect of our lives to take control over us, to destroy the fabric of our society. And this guy, you know, and I talked about this, this Republican. This is how Republicans think this new one. I'm going to go Madison Caulfield or whatever his name. Well-meaning, super handsome dude. Well-meaning, you know, I'm going to go and fight the establishment. I'm going to tell them to avoid the social issues. The, it's the social issues Those are that are important, it's my the, friend. They're killing us. 
They're literally killing us. This is about completely controlling our minds. Every This is where the battle is. It, the battle is in the social justice warrior movements. What did, one of the things that Biden did today, he reversed the ban on transgender in the military. Let me tell you, you, can, you can't go in the military if you're flat-footed or diabetic, but you can go into the military and have the taxpayers where, where oh, I'm sorry, I can't go into battle right now because, you know, I've, I, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still having my crater carved out into me after I had my hoo-ha hacked off. If you know anything about what, what has to take place to complete the transgender surgery, let me tell you, you're not exactly battle ready. Oh, okay, well, I can go into battle, but you got to make sure in the foxhole that I've got my expander unit. Because I've gone from being a man to a woman. You know what? You know what? You're dilator. Oh, you know, um, I got to sit over here and dilate for an hour a day. So I'm afraid I can't join in the fight. Or, you know, they're on very tight rations. So somebody's got to eat less. So somebody's transgender um, uh, materials and, and pills get, get over there. Uh, and let me tell you something. If you, even if you support people transgendering, Fine. It's just that is not the environment for it. That is not the workplace for it. Your whole job when you're in the military is to fight in battles. You can't be battle ready. You're not physically, emotionally, and mentally battle ready. Now, maybe if you had the surgery done 10 years prior, that might be different. But it is a lifelong process. Just like it's not the place for you. My mother had to, when my mama joined the Marines, she had to eat bananas for like a couple of weeks to try to gain weight because they told her she was underweight. There are, there are physical, medical requirements and barriers and um, restrictions you ought to be able to pass. Yeah, I know I'm past the point of a break. All right, we got more. I'm going to have to save this for the People's Act uh, 2021 for oh, tomorrow man. night. It, it's, we got to give it due justice yeah, and give it some time. I will, but we got more to chat about, so don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm looking up at the monitors and I see MSNBC reporting that Mitch McConnell has rolled over and will allow the Democrats. Uh, you know, it's a it's a 50 50 chamber. It's split in the Senate, but that uh, Mitch McConnell will allow the Democrats to have uh, the power. I don't know if that's true. I do know that he um, I have to research this and report on this tomorrow. Um, I do know that, you know, that he had asked as part of the power sharing agreement for the Democrats to not, you know, remove the filibuster, which would require 60 vote. And, you know, he was upset that Schumer wouldn't go along with it. And he was like, well, we didn't change it for you. We kept the filibuster in place. And this is why we lose. This is why we lose. Trump said, get rid of the filibuster and get the people's agenda. Get get through what the people voted for and he wouldn't do it. And now the Democrats are getting rid of the filibuster. I've got to, I'm, I've been asked to give a speech at a local Republican group and I got to and you know I got I got to serve some tough love because what's going on in the Republican party right now is is just a cave to tyranny. Um, breaking news, actually, from a few, few hours ago that I just saw. The FBI has arrested Walkaway founder Brandon Strzok. 
Um, you know that uh, recent news him, he just led a movement of former Democrats to walk away. He has been arrested for impeding law for Capitol Hill riots, impeding law enforcement, knowingly entering, engaging in disorderly conduct. He will be before court on Tuesday. The sickest part about this is that he was turned in by a family member who snitched on him. Prayers for Brandon tonight. Anyway, we'll be back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out, although I don't support criminal.